Welcome to the five. Fantasy five. Bob Tap! Bob Tap! Bob Tap! It's the five. Fantasy five. Five. Fantasy five. 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 Ready. Set. Go. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? James Coe here with you. We welcome you into the Fantasy Five. All the fantasy advice you need. In just about five minutes, this show brought to you, as always, by the fine folks at monkeyknifefight.com. Would you do me a big favor? Go to monkeyknifefight.com and sign up today. You know why? Because they're giving you free money. Five bucks just for signing up, and you would help out myself, and you would help out this podcast considerably if you went on there and made your first deposit using my promo code CO, K-O-H, to get your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. Again, it would help me and my podcast considerably. Hook me up, man. Sign up. Play today, monkeyknifefight.com. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. Okay, let's go. Mike Williams is reportedly dealing with a sprained shoulder and is considered week to week. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reporting that the collarbone is intact, but that his status for the opener is not yet determined. That's not good news. This is a big-time bummer for me because we're just three weeks out from the start of the season, and the thing I worry about most is the potential for re-injury. Look, I'm no doctor, okay? I I, I get it, but it seems like these shoulder injuries are tough, and the re-injury concern is very much a real thing. Prior to the injury, he was one of my favorite sleepers, okay? A guy that was going the 12th, 13th round or later. Last year, we're talking about a a dude that on just 90 targets had 1,000 yards but somehow only scored two touchdowns. I was very much thinking he'd see big-time positive regression in terms of scoring, and you could easily tell yourself a story where this guy, Big Mike Williams, sees 120-ish targets and pushes top 25 receiver production. Again, one of my favorite sleepers before the injury. I'm still taking a flyer on him, but I just don't feel as confident about it. By the way, the Chargers' first-half schedule looks tasty as hell. Seven of their first nine games include games against Cincinnati, Kansas City, Carolina minus James Bradbury, Tampa Bay, who had one of the worst secondaries last year, the Jets minus Jamal Adams, Jacksonville, who could have a bottom-five defense this year, and the Raiders, who could be better this year, but I certainly would not say they're stoppers in the secondary. This is a long way of saying Keenan Allen could lead the league in targets this year, could legit be a top five fantasy receiver. Kenyon Drake was in a walking boot Monday. Coach Cliff Kingsbury said it was precautionary due to soreness. Drake himself said it was not a big deal, tweeting out, quote, no worries, I'm good, while also pointing out that he was in a walking boot at around this time last year. Okay, now two problems with that statement, though, okay? It is true he was in a walking boot last year, but he had an extra week of recovery time last year compared to this year. That's a big deal. Also, I get that he was in a Miami Dolphins uniform to start the year, but the first six weeks of the season, he averaged 29 yards rushing per game on a 3.7 yards per carry average. That is abysmal. This potential foot issue adds to his volatility at a very volatile position group. I've been on this soapbox for a while now, but I do not understand his draft price right now as a top 15 pick. He looked awesome last year in a Cardinals uniform. I get it. He averaged more than 100 scrimmage yards per game, had eight touchdowns in eight games with Arizona. That's wonderful. 
But are we going to ignore his previous three and a half years where he was a very up and down player? When you're dropping top 15 draft capital, you want security. Give me Julio Jones. Give me Tyreek Hill. Hell, give me his teammate, Nuke Hopkins, who are all largely going after Drake in a big chunk of mock drafts. If you want a running back at that spot, 100% give me Austin Eckler ahead of Kenyon Drake. Now, listen, if he falls 10 or more spots, oh, yeah, absolutely. Give me Drake all day long. But as a top 15 player, I just, you know what? I just don't see it right now. But I feel like this is a shoulder injury pod. But Tyro Williams, Torn Lambert, he, he said he's going to try to play through it. That also, according to Ian Rappaport, look, while his bravery and toughness to try and play through this is absolutely commendable, I think we can all assume he's going to be significantly impacted. Torn shoulder? Come on now. Mobility is going to be a huge issue. High throws, full extension catches, that's going to be tough. And, and, and this doesn't even take into consideration how a tough tackle or maybe an awkward landing could cause searing pain, maybe knocking him out of a game or two. Honestly, the team just might take the decision out of his hands and put him on the pup. We'll see. But we're talking fantasy, though, right? And as I detailed in a previous podcast, Williams was mostly off fantasy radars anyways. But this news to me absolutely solidifies the Brian Edward type. He's still largely undrafted right now, and he is a perfect late-round dart throw. We're talking about Brian Edwards. All the camp reports on Edwards have been good, and he looks like he's got the inside track to start as the Raiders' outside X receiver. At the very least, he is a great Week 1 DFS play as the Raiders take on the Panthers, who, as I mentioned, could have a terrible pass defense okay that's it for me i want you to follow me on the socials if you've got those fantasy questions hit me up on twitter hit me up on instagram at james d co we'll see you